for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, February 18th, 2014. This is episode number 114 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evening, right here, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. Tonight, just myself and this guy, Nick Carroll. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Glad to be back. Excellent. Got all sorts of stuff to talk about. Uh, we should start things off this week. Uh, the Avangant Glyph, the Kickstarter for that ends. If you guys remember a while ago, we mentioned it. Uh, they like met their goal in like a few hours or something ridiculous. Uh, as of just, I just checked it just now. Uh, they've got like 1.3 million, and wow. you have about 60 hours left. So if you <laughs> want one, and it looks yeah. like a lot of people uh, agreed with my review uh, that it is just something awesome to have. Uh, so you still have yeah. time. You still have a little time uh, to get one. Yeah, get in on it. So what, like four ninety nine is what uh, you need to get in to actually get a copy, or what? Yeah, to actually get one. The other stuff they they give away like coffee, I guess, from some <laughs> Michigan r- ugly mug coffee roaster. But uh, to actually get one, uh, four ninety nine, you can get a beta glyph in black, white, or blue with an estimated delivery date of December this year. Yeah, it looks just like a a set of uh, high quality headphones, but uh, that that. Uh, yeah, well, and that's the that's the cool part. They use such good audio drivers and everything in it that you can use it as just headphones. That's one of the things they're like when when you can't like be fully immersed, you can at least have sound that is uh, somewhat immersive. So, I mean, for twenty five dollars, you can get a frisbee. Uh, so <laughs> that's pretty. Cool, I guess. <laughs> Maybe plays twice. Maybe I'll we'll do that. Get a frisbee and a glyph. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> only only five twenty-five. That looks pretty cool. I can but... imagine playing video game video games with this. Like, oh yeah, it's totally it's the other HDMI. Like anything HDMI will like work with this. So yeah, yeah. Movies, I, it, definitely awesome. movies. Uh, I was wondering also. It was just something I just thought about. Like, could you use that to read eBooks and have the book like? Just, just be able to kick back and and have the words there, and maybe I don't know. You'd have to swipe somehow, I guess, to to move the page. But you should be able to do that. I wonder what that would that experience, you know, d- would be like. Just you read, and the words. <laughs> yeah, read the dictionary in IMAX quality. Yeah, yeah totally. Words like you've never seen them before. <laughs> in a world where people wear their headphones over their eyeballs. <laughs> It would be cool too, like we were talking about uh, the last time we brought this up again, is like to be able to put a camera on it so that you could have augmented reality uh, with this device. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, they call it the visual retinal display. Okay. All right. Yeah, it like beams that shiz right onto your eyeballs. 
And I mean, I tried it at CES and for the, the beta version they had there, it was cool. They were showing like some Pixar cartoon or something. It was like you were sitting in a thing watching it. Like everything else dissolves and just dissipates. And it's like you and whatever you're watching is it's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, one thing check- that's cool is it gets to up to a 120 hertz refresh rate. So that's pretty cool. So no like, you know, freeze frame kind of effect or whatever you call it, you know. Looks that should be pretty smooth. Yeah, I, I'll be excited to see what the consumer version looks like, and hopefully, uh, the price will come down a little bit, and there will be a camera on it for version two. But we'll see. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll put a link to the Kickstarter. I mean, I'm sure you can search for it, or you you already know. But there's uh, some time. Friday uh, is when it ends, so you got a few days. Uh, let's see. Article on Fandroid. Google provides Glass Explorers with a handy guide in glass hole prevention. Here is. <laughs> The do's and don'ts of I really wish Eric was here to share this with us tonight. I'm sure he would have his own uh, input on what, what people should and should not do. I can just picture him like listening to this podcast when it comes out and just like yelling to himself. <laughs> so uh, some do's here. Uh, explore the world around you. Take advantage of the glass voice commands. Uh, ask for permission. Hey, can I awkwardly stare at you with my glass headset? <laughs> uh, use screen lock. I don't... Uh, okay. Be an active and vocal member of the Glass Explorer community. So, some common sense. Some, I guess, not common sense. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have glass, so I'm not a glass hole. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, some don'ts. Don't glass out. Are you familiar with the phrase glass out? I guess I will be. Don't Bro. Don't use it to replace your smartphone, apparently. <laughs> Bro, you are so glassed out right now. <laughs> it's like being assed out, right? But with glass? I, I get it. Okay. Uh, do not rock glass <laughs> like a hurricane. No, uh, do not rock glass while doing high-impact sports. That's what the GoPro is for, I guess. Yeah, because glass will shatter and get little bits of glass in your eye. So, there, you know, be careful with, with that. Uh, we're actually, speaking of GoPro, like, we, we've been snowboarding a lot lately. And my buddy, uh, he got a GoPro for Christmas. And just nice. today he bought one of those. It's like a ski pole that you hold on to and it, like, telescopes out. And then you put the GoPro on top of it so you can, like, get... I guess I, a video of yourself being all like, yeah, and like shredding and stuff, and you just hold this thing out. I don't know. It's it's pretty funny. We'll have to see what the footage uh, looks like. But I would much rather have something like that on my helmet rather than something with glass in my, my eyeball. Yeah. So uh, do not wear it and expect to be ignored. So as Mr. Scoble uh, demonstrated over and over again whenever he went anywhere with it, uh, generally a crowd would uh, start to gather and, and everyone's curious and like, oh, can I, can I try it? Can I try it? Can I try it? So, and you should expect that, right? This is like crazy new wearable tech that people are not, I would say m- this more so than like the watch thing, right? Yeah. It's and much- also like you may not even want to bring it to work. Like for example, where I work, it's there's somewhat high security there and I'm sure they wouldn't appreciate, you know, walking around <laughs> with essentially a camera 
a network connect an internet connected camera. Yeah, I can see. They will take that shiz away from you and give it back to you at the end of the day if you're lucky. Yep, as well as a box to put all your stuff in, I'm sure. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Depending on your job. Uh, and then don't, of course, uh, be creepy or rude, uh, a.k.a. the glass hole. <laughs> yeah. Google asks that as a glass explorer, you respect others and are polite about any questions they may have about glass. I mean, why be a jerk? <laughs> Because you give quick demos to those interested, of course, exercise caution, uh, when in places where call phone cameras, I think that should be cell phone, you have a typo there, anyway, uh, like the movie theater, court, girls locker room, etc., the same also applies to glass, uh, if or when someone asks you to turn off your Google Glass, uh, it's happened to us a few times here on Fandroid, they say, simply turn them off or wear them on the back of your neck. Yeah, one thing I'll say is that there was a video produced by Mashable a long time ago where they were kind of highlighting some of these things on it. It was pretty funny. If anyone's interested, go to the Mashable YouTube page and do a search for either glass hole or just glass, and I'm sure you'll find it. It, it was pretty hilarious. Nice. So there, we'll, we'll see what uh, Eric has to... Oh, in fact, at the bottom of this page, they, they show it. It's a two-minute-long video. Google Glass, don't be a glass hole, so... I'd recommend seeing that. Go to the link that we put put in the rundown and go to that YouTube link there. That that's the video. It's it's funny as hell actually. I like in the do's under take advantage of the glass voice commands, it says glass can be operated completely hands free. This makes glass unique from your smartphone or Pebble smartwatch. I like that they <laughs> named that specifically. Uh, in that, your hands are free for doing other things, cooking, taking photos, or having sex. <laughs> and I don't yeah. is that do you have I guess you have sex with your hands kind of I don't know it, it it's that's worded kind of kind of weird but but there's a link to another article uh, of I I guess I'm just opening this now for the first time uh people doing it with the glass so sex there, with glassware got there it there you go <laughs> now sex with glass is different from tits and glass so you know just don't don't G-G. mince don't <laughs> yeah uh, okay well i'll i'll just put a link to it in the show notes and if you want to see that i guess uh, it'll it'll be there so all right thank you google glass uh let's see the htc mate we got some oh, leaks no, I- m8 yeah that's their new htc1 no, it's the mate whatever. yeah the mate <laughs> what did you call it the, the the well the, the M8 one was the M1 so yeah the M8 sounds Nick. like a weapon actually but yeah Nick the M1 was pronounced the one and this isn't a BMW <laughs> so it's not an M8 it's actually a mate but uh, it's there's an Australian build I'm sure right <laughs> there's some uh, Evleaks uh, shots of this again and it's been showing up in pictures uh, are you excited for this this is the next version of the one right this is their I'm next hope- flagship yeah I'm hoping they make they make up for some of the mistakes they made in the original one like you know four megapixel you know camera and uh, I wasn't really a fan of like the button situation on the bottom but it looks like at least in the pic pictures that may not change but uh i don't know we'll see but hopefully a higher resolution camera um maybe some improvements to the frame i'm not really sure it looks a little glossy in, in one of the images so uh, kind of silvery right yeah a little yeah. shiny yeah huh 
So do we have do, are, have any specs been leaked, or do you have any? Do you want to speculate on any any specifications? My have? I've not seen any specs, but uh, I think most people are predicting it'd be something like a Qualcomm uh, Snapdragon uh, 800, probably two gigs of RAM, potentially three, but we don't really know. Um, there's potentially a newer version of of, of a similar Qualcomm processor called the 805 that may be coming out. Maybe the S4 might have that as well. I'm not sure, but I think at a minimum it'll probably get the the S800. And uh, we'll see how that goes. It, it's also expected to maybe be a five-inch screen as opposed to a four-point-seven-inch screen. But again, there's there's nothing concrete that, that I've seen out there on that. Seems like in the comments, at least, a lot of people complaining if this is indeed what the the device will look like about the bezel. That uh, lower, that bottom bezel is just horrible. Uh, kill them all. X says, uh, why would yeah. they implement on-screen nav buttons but keep the black space and the logo? Uh, I think this is the move that will kill HTC, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you take a look at the 4.7-inch screen and you compare that to something like the Moto X, I mean, the the one is so much taller than the Moto X and not really any wider. And the it, it's actually it is a tiny bit wider, if I remember correctly. And it's just for if they were to go to a 5-inch screen, it'd be even bigger. And it was a tall smartphone as as it was, so. I'm hoping the bezels aren't as big if they do go to five inch uh, to a five inch screen. So nice. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I wasn't. I mean, the one. If I had to pick between, like, at the time it was what the S4 and the one yeah. uh, Nexus, if you could get one. But let's assume you're on Verizon, uh, where you couldn't. That there wasn't really, you know. I would pick the HTC over the the TouchWiz, obviously, but. Yeah. It's still obviously. I mean, I went with the Moto X uh, over either yeah. of them. So yeah, you yeah. actually, you know, ironically, you chose to wait. It's like, oh, the one's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I almost did. Yeah, stuff. totally right. <laughs> and then I saw in the in the uh, if you guys go to Google Plus, the tag of the Androids has a community there where we post stuff and make fun of each other uh, on. <laughs> uh, they there's a Cyanogen mod build out for the Moto X, and when I saw it, it was like, and for Verizon, I was like, yes, developer edition only. I was like. Ah, no, I don't have that one. Damn it. I mean, not that. I mean, there's nothing I would really. They said active notifications wasn't working, and that's like my jam. And that's kind of what the oh. comments were saying is everyone was like, I need my crack notifications. <laughs> like, yeah. once you have that, you it's hard to go back to something like the, the blinky light, you know, the LED. Yeah. It's yeah, I'm still using so... the phone with the blinky light, and even though I like my Nexus 4, yeah, uh, I really am digging uh, the active notifications. Yeah, so right now I think on the beta builds they said that wasn't working, but most everything else was, but I didn't really care because, again, not for the non-developer version of the device, so yeah, there you go. Uh, let's and see. And, of course, what, one other thing on HCC, they, they've apparently announced their next event on March 25th, so a month and change like really five weeks from now, they'll announce their next uh, version of the one, I'm pretty sure. You know, uh, Samsung next week on the 24th, I think they're announcing that. So uh, uh, they're going to be a little bit behind Samsung. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Could HTC call the announcement Checkmate? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh, so. Just poking a little fun, HTC. Uh, you know who else is poking a little fun? Did you see the article on Android Police? Howie getting its name in the news, going after Apple and Samsung in uh, you know Mobile World Congress is coming up here. Uh, what at the end of February, I think? 
Yeah, MWC. It's actually ne- yeah next week. Next and week, yeah. Samsung event is going to happen at the same time. But yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. So everyone's going to announce a bunch of phones next week. So phones and tablets, right? Yep. Yeah. Phones and tablets. Uh, we'll put a link to this in the show notes. You can check out the video. Uh, it says pretty standard stuff. Howie has at least two tablets and one smartphone to announce. Uh, but take a close look at the videos. I can't believe it's not sin readout, and you can see that the rube holding the phone chose his questions very carefully. Uh, and they have a picture, a screenshot here. It says, wow, what are they, fruit or some song? No, they are Howie. It looks like Howie is ready to amaze the world again. Nice one, Howie. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they say Apple's too cool to show up to trade shows, and Samsung has been holding their own parallel events for big reveals for the last several years. Uh, maybe that's why Howie felt the need to poke the bear. I will say this. I know a lot of the big OEMs are doing their own thing around the time with big events like CES and Mobile World Congress and other events like that. Really, a lot of the big sites like The Verge and Pocket Now and, and others, they're sending all their people to Mobile World Congress, et cetera, and they're, like, making, you know, a side turn, you know, to the Samsung event and then coming back. But, I mean, so much is still covered at these big events. I, I'm not really sure it's a – I don't know. These, these companies have so much money to throw into it. I guess it doesn't really matter. They're trying to stand out, but yeah. I don't know. It, you would think, though, that you would uh, – if you made an announcement during the times of these large conferences, doesn't it kind of get buried? Yeah. And, and like, I mean, either if it doesn't get buried, it's not going to get focused on for very long because there's so much content coming out at that time. Like, look at this, and then look at this, and ooh, a squirrel, and this, and this, and this. Yeah. Well, well, we'll say this. A lot of the big sites, what they'll do is they'll prioritize. They'll go to all the big events first because they tend, tend to happen either on the first day or like day zero, the day before the first day. And then they basically sort of get all that out of the way. Then they spend the rest of their time going to all these other you know, events, but realistically, if you look like at the stream of information come, coming from all these sites, it, it's going to happen no matter where Samsung has their event or right, Huawei right. or anyone else. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not saying too much of a big reason for them to hold up. If they're going to hold at the same time and it's all going to be covered around the same, you know, the same time, I'm, I'm not sure why they would branch off and do their own thing. I don't know. Probably not a big deal. Yeah, they they should save their money and fix uh like TouchWiz or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cheap shot. Uh, let's see. Oh, I want to mention uh Ingress uh, in the last update, and I I don't usually realize it when apps just go from like never having a widget of any kind to all of a sudden having one. And I was bored uh, last night before I went to bed, and so I was looking through widgets, you know, kind of looking for different home screen uh, stuff. And I noticed there was an Ingress uh, widget in there. I was like, whoa, that's kind of cool. And, you know, recently they they introduced regional scoring and all of that, so you're in a region. I'm in NR12, Romeo-3. Your region (laughs) will vary, uh, obviously. And then so now there's these things called cycles, and there's checkpoints within the cycles, and it's a 175-hour cycle. And so there's that's how the point system works. So now they have a widget. I don't know if you can see that. It's the bottom widget there uh, that shows your region uh, the day or the, the time that the cycle ends or the, the time that the checkpoint ends and then the time total and uh, what the score is. So it's kind of cool. 
And if you press it, uh, it opens Ingress and, and all that. So You know, the one thing that's amazed me about Ingress is how, I don't want to say, well, I don't want to say popular because it's been in beta so long, but despite being in beta and relatively hidden, it seems to be a pretty popular game. I see a lot of a lot of people playing it, not, not personally because I'm not actually <laughs> out there, but I mean, I see a lot of people online. You're not out there burning fuel? No. <laughs> to give them information you know, use, about places? battery charges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot of people are posting about them playing it and stuff like that. So well, I and I think they hit cool. on like a really major thing, which was get outside. And when people get yeah. outside, they start to meet and have these interactions and then communities form. When I went to Vegas for CES and FCON, like I hopped on the local Vegas community for the resistance. And you have to, you know, make sure that you're, they, they verify you and all that, obviously. And it, it, it's kind of funny to see, but like there's a rabid community based around these regions and they, they really hit on something there uh you know you'll have the people that come and go but then there's like this core group that just are always there playing it's interesting to see even up here in montana where it's remote like there's i'm in a hangout for just the resistance side and there's like 30 people in there it's like that that's that's cool to see you know for for a game that's only on android like you said that was in early beta and just now is getting out of beta or last last month it's almost like a social network of its own. It's, it's yeah, kind totally. of taking a life of its own, yeah. And base, I mean, they're all Google+. Plus. The communities are Google+. Plus. The pages are. The verification through Hangout and chat and everything, it's all Google. It's it's kind of crazy. So, uh, let's see. Speaking of apps, are you, are you down with any anonymous messaging type apps? They, they come and go. We have a new one called Blink uh, arrives on Android. Looks just stupid like all the other i don't know i'm not that into this i i don't seems like a weird yeah uh, tween yeah. apps it, it, can you call it a tween app maybe i mean the screenshot here on the yeah. tech crunch article those are tweens am i right yeah so barely legal <laughs> yeah kind of it, tweens. what it looks like just yeah what's a Uh, The company behind Blink was founded by ex-Googler Kevin Stevens and Michelle Norgan uh, and was originally focused on a location-based social service called Kismet. Uh, It grew in popularity around the time of South By uh, in 2012 when things like Highlight and Banjo were all the rage. Have you heard of any of these? (laughs) Stop me if you've heard of one. I prefer uh, to know who's messaging me. (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah, I don't know. That's, I I guess, not our age, uh, group but yeah so there's a thing called blink and uh there you go guess a lot of people are using it but i don't really give a crap oh let's see oh this is kind of interesting uh article on usa today samsung's latest update to the smartwatch not gonna use android going with tizen for the smartwatch for the gear, the next version. Do we kind of see this coming? Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of things have have kind of come to a head between Google and Samsung recently. You know, Google sold off, you know, Motorola to Lenovo, and you know, I guess from what I've heard, you know, Google's basically telling Samsung to kind of stop doing their own thing, and I guess maybe they're going to make some of their apps optional, and maybe this is the next thing. Is all, you know, if, if the gear isn't taking off on Android, maybe they'll try to use it with Tizen or maybe come up with the Tizen version alongside that. So I don't know. That's interesting. And I mean, if you think about it, it, it makes it so that Google isn't 
they they don't hold that over them and they're not like you have to do this or you can't do this or whatever they'll have full control over you know what what they can and cannot do with it uh it says that the new html5 version of tizen will be announced at an event at MWC later this month, of course. Well, another another thing is, you know, they've been working on Tizen for a few years now, you know, and I think realistically this is just another chance to work on it more, get more more of their items, more of their devices using it so that they can get more people testing it and developing for it. So, you know, it's probably not surprising. We may see Tizen on some versions of their phones as well. So, Let me ask like you this: the you, They're saying that this is kind of like a it's it's an open source operating system. Also, uh, what would you say is the more open of the two, this or or Android? I haven't done a lot of research on Tizen, so I couldn't say. But I could imagine Samsung putting their own Tizen ROMs for a lot of their other devices and saying, "Hey, if you want to try it, you know, use any of our Samsung devices, and, you know, have it work with you know their Gear and their S4, or their S5, or whatever." So. That may be something they're trying to do. You know, they announced the developer conference, uh, I think, a couple months ago, or maybe it took place a couple months ago. So that may be be the case. They're probably expanding Tizen onto more devices. This is probably what that means. Yeah. And uh, a, a quote here uh, from Vice President of Digital Media at Network Communications. They own Apartment Finder. They say he says, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's relevant, but anyway, uh, it says Samsung is trying to protect its own long term interests not fortifying Google's Android camp while building their own camp around Tizen. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. Uh, what do you think will run better on a watch form factor, Tizen or Android? You know, it's probably comparable, but uh, app support would not be there for Tizen. Well, realistically, there's not many apps supported but on their, uh, I mean their Nick now. realistically what do you need the damn thing to do I mean let's yeah. let's be honest here they put a camera well, on it that was stupid I mean yeah or where they put it I guess was was stupid but yeah well the, well, the cool thing is there's already like some mods or hacks or APKs loaded oh yeah you know, for sure people are doing other things playing games like versions of Mario Brothers, et cetera, you know, ROMs and stuff. So From what I, I hear, we'll it see. seems like the new the, the Pebble is kind of the way to go for this right now, but we'll we'll yeah. see what happens. And then, of course, Apple going to get into it uh, eventually, which yeah. will be interesting to see uh, what their approach is to it. Uh, let's see. Android Central has an article about the Samsung devices that will get 442 KitKat. Uh, Note 3, Note 2, S4, the Mini, the Active, and the Zoom, uh, the S3 and the Mini for the S3, the Mega, the Lite, the Note 8, the Tab 3, the 10.1, and the 10.1 2014 edition. So good deal there if you have any of those devices. Yeah, my wife has an S3 and a couple of our housemates do, so that's pretty good for them. They'll, They'll like that. We have, I don't know which ones we're running at where. They're the little 7-inch, I guess, or maybe it's the 8-inch, the, the Tab 3? The Tab. Yeah, the Tab 3. I think seven, it's the Tab 3. Eight, so that's cool. That, that'll that get it. Uh, it's on yeah. AT&T or Sprint. Well, we have, I think, AT&T here. So. It looks like the more popular items that came out at least as early as 2013. So, yeah, that's cool. And actually, uh, the, like the S3, you know, the original S3 came out in 2012. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Good stuff. So it's about time. (laughs) 
But then, I mean, that'll be ahead. I mean, we haven't, we still don't, we haven't gotten four four two for the Moto X either. So, and who knows if we ever will. <laughs> Cross your fingers, but don't hold your breath. Yeah, pretty much right. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Boy Genius reporting article on the Allcast Android mirroring. I'll tell you. Did, did you watch the video? It yeah. looks fluid. Yeah. So I I don't know. Uh, I guess this, if this works, that'll be the way then, because my Android phone will play all of my videos and stuff, but the Chromecast, Allcast, and Avia won't render them for some <laughs> weird reason. And so if I can mirror what's on my screen, I can play it on my phone just fine. But I don't know if the audio, will it mirror the audio also? Hmm. I would imagine it would, but hopefully it's all synchronized. Yeah, that would be helpful. I'll have to test it out. I just saw the article right before we started the show, but I'll, I'll definitely test it out because plugging in the HDMI and then it doesn't work over the network very well, so you got to copy the file onto the tablet, and that takes a while if they're like any size of, of, of video. You know, yeah. HD movie is going to get one to four gigs, and that, that doesn't stream well over the network because of the our wireless connections weak in the house. So, uh, this yeah. might work a little better. We'll see. Yeah, I wonder how it compares to Miracast. Yeah, I haven't tried that one. Is, does up. that one mirror well too? Um, I've seen mixed results with it. Uh, Kellen from Droid Life had a video showing it, and there's a little bit of a delay with that. So I'm not sure how well that would work. So, but I've only seen like one video. I think I may have seen a couple others, but I don't recall them really. But I do remember Kellen from Droid Life. And his video, he was testing Miracast on his Nexus 4. So uh, hopefully this is better than that. Yeah, definitely. And I should mention, it's not out yet. It, it, I guess that was just him doing the test. Uh, but He's it like, will... hey guys, look. Yeah, look what I can do. But it hasn't been released, so we'll, uh, we'll see when it, when it becomes available. So something to look out for. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is interesting. I, I heard a little bit about this on another podcast I was listening to. Comcast, kind of the worst internet service provider in the world. Kind of the worst company in the world is is what I keep hearing. It's pretty bad. You know, I've got Comcast and I've got Netflix, so this story... Did you do the test and do it? I, apparently, if, you, if you're on Comcast, start up a VPN... And run Netflix through the VPN and do check your speeds. And then run Netflix just natively on, on the computer and watch how slow it is. And according to a, a couple of people that did a test, it's noticeably different. Yeah, I'll just like say, we're talking I'll just megabits say, different. Yeah, I'll just say this. I've got their, their high-stand consumer plan, at least for here in Houston, at least that I'm aware of. And it's like I can get up to, I get up to 72 megabits down and I've seen upwards of 8 megabits up on this plan that I've got. But like my, my girls be watching SD content from Netflix and it's like, it's buffering. You know, and... Yeah. It's buffering. And then it's watches a video and it, deep, it pixelizes really bad as if it's like 320 P. Right. And, and it's like, it's low res content from, from Netflix. There, there shouldn't be that, especially with the amount of band, bandwidth we have, you know, and I'm a network technician and I, and I keep track track of like uh bandwidth and what what computers are you using bandwidth on the network and uh 
whose no packets go where and how long they take. And it, that's it, yeah. should Comcast have been allowed as a provider of service that other companies use to get their streaming content on? Should they have been allowed to have a streaming service? Like that seems way non-competitive, you know. Yeah. Especially if like, there's they're throttling. Like that's that's yeah. not legit. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it does seem like they're prioritizing traffic because you know I've torrented video just for example that you know I'm <laughs> downloading video at the max speed that I could get, and there's no reason why Netflix should be should be that slow. So or, and even YouTube, I haven't had quite as many problems. Like I can view 720p or 1080p video from YouTube better with a lot less buffering than uh, Netflix. So I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah, that's that's definitely messed up. And then the other the other thing, I guess they have this thing where like the router they give you, they give you a router, and it just has like a public facing access point for people. So they're like. And then they have a thing that's like find a find a, a free Wi-Fi spot near you, and if you're you're a subscriber, you can use other people's. That just that Wi-Fi. seems weird. If they're gonna say it's our bandwidth, it's our pipe, it's our stuff, we can do what we want with it, and then turn around and do this and still be a common carrier. It's like what's. You yeah. need to choose. I, I may have lucked out there because they have a name. It's like Xfinity or something like yeah, that. The, yeah, the Affinity or Xfinity. And I do not notice that. Like like I use a wireless uh, scanner or a wi- Wi-Fi. But do you have your own wireless router or are you using theirs? No, I'm, use, I'm using there and it's an Xfinity, but at least this one. Well, I've really? also renamed it, so I'm wondering if anyone else can see it then just try to use that. You know, yeah, like, there should be a guest tonight. that's that a guest uh, – version of that open that's that's i'll do some research and i'll I'll test this because that would be annoying yeah yeah that's way annoying especially if you're paying for it i mean i get everyone's paying for it but i I don't know that's that's a weird thing to offer as like a a perk you know yeah so all right uh let's see what else we want to talk about dennis woodside going to dropbox from motorola that was kind of interesting yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, I knew some changes were going to probably happen fairly soon. Well, not fairly soon, but you figure over, over in the, the next of, couple years, right? Yeah, over the course of the buyout, you know, people will move around. But it's like Dennis Woodside, like, hey guys, mic drop, and just <laughs> walks out, walks off to a what was it? Yeah, Dropbox, and they even created a position for him, the COO position. And to Dropbox of all places, right? A very yeah. kind of a niche thing in comparison to what he was doing before, right? Yeah. Eh, interesting. Uh, they say in what is essentially, this is an article on Android Spin, uh, in, a, in what is essentially an open letter resignation, Woodside reminisces that during his tenure, Motorola saw a reinvention of itself with its brand and the devices that it brought to market uh, in the Moto X and the Moto G, creating, quote, unprecedented quality and performance to a value-priced smartphone and experiences that change how people use and interact with the phones. I definitely agree with that somewhat. I mean, the active notifications, what they what they went from from Moto Blur to the Moto X device. Yeah. I mean, amazing device. And I was a I was a Motorola fan early on with the Droid, and then the Droid X, and then after that, you know, the I just the X2 was garbage, and everything else I just I couldn't get it, get in with. And and the Galaxy Nexus came out, so it was like, all right, time to. 
time to switch to Samsung, which I regretted every day. Like the Samsung hardware, I mean, it was okay, but in comparison, like these Motorola stuff feels a lot more solid. So, well, one thing I will say is, at least over the last year, Motorola's focused more on quality instead of quantity. So it's not like right. you know an avalanche of features like you know with the Samsung phones. It's like, hey, here's features that are actually useful. Just a few of them, so you don't get bogged down. Have a great day. And, and I get what they stuff. did early on. I mean, Moto Blur did kind of offer some things that Android didn't natively have, but the problem is they didn't pull out quick enough, and as Android started to develop the things and get them more dialed in, you still had Blur there just taking up a, a gross amount of space, and that's when, you know, the whole custom ROM thing, I was way into that because you, you kind of had to be to, to, get a, a, uh, to get your phone to run good, any performance yeah, well, out of it. I will say this, for the phones that updated to Android, uh, you know, off of gingerbread onto ice cream sandwich, like I had an Atrix 2, and uh, when they went to, to ice cream sandwich, it was a lot more, it looked stock. Like, if you would ask me the difference between that and, say, a Nexus 4 in terms of a stock look, it would be hard-pressed, I would have been hard-pressed to find a difference. I would right. have to pull down, the, you know, the notifications bar and stuff like that to really even see it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They did better, but, you know, that took Ice Cream Sandwich for them to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, overall, like, if if you look in comparison to how Windows iterated from, like, 3.1 on, how long did it take to get to 7? Or I'll say XP. XP was legit. I'm still yeah. running XP here for the next at least 80 days or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that was a long time frame. Android it did that, and iOS also, of course, but in much Pretty shorter quickly. time spans for sure. Yeah. The whole mobile industry has, I think, you know, like there's Moore's Law and, you know, you kind of multi- multiply power over. Right, right. Months, what you can do with the process. the mobile industry, it seems to have been much quicker. Maybe it wasn't technically. But man, like going, smartphones three years ago and smartphones today, dramatically different. A yeah. PC three years ago and a PC today, yeah, about the same. I think also though they didn't like when when uh, computers started out, there was nothing to build on. Like when smartphones first came out, we already had a pretty good grasp of multi-core architecture and stuff like that. It was just a matter of making it small and getting the power consumption, uh, you know, a little better and and all that. But. It definitely makes a difference in how quickly the everything you know iterated. Yeah, my my uh, first sm- actual smartphones were Blackberries, a couple of them, and they were the lower end ones. But I, I while owning them or using them from work, but yeah. while using them exclusively, I didn't actually think of them as smartphones, and I didn't really use them that much. But when uh, I got the Atrix Two, it was like a whole new world opened up. Like, this is actually a smartphone. Something usable. Better sense. Yeah, yeah. And that was a couple years, just a couple years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. See, I had friends that had Treos, and they were cool because they were Linux geeks, and all you needed yeah. was a, a an SSH client, and everything was, was right there anyway. But, like, my, my first one was old Windows mobile phones. And, like... The the stuff was workable, but it was very slow, and like the web browser was slow, but you could do things on it, you right. know. And, and then to see the Droid come out, the OG Droid, it was just like, yeah, this <laughs> now you're onto something for sure. Uh, to finish this up, though, they say Dennis Woodside will be making uh, what is likely his last appearance on the world stage at Motorola's press conference at Mobile World Congress. Uh, they say it's not expected that there will be any devices announced. It should be a nice trip down memory lane and a look at Motorola's future. So yeah. there you go. 
Uh, let's see, before we get out of here and do a couple app picks. Oh, we should talk about this. Uh, the whole flappy, flop, is it floppy bird? <laughs> Farty bird? I, I forget. It, Something like that. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there will be no more clones allowed in the Play Store. Uh, like we mentioned last episode, uh, there was a bunch that had malware in it, this and that. And it. I. this is kind of a first, right? To have to say, all right. Listen up, assholes. <laughs> like, we're done allowing any kind of Flappy Bird anything in. It's like if Angry Birds kind of would have done that, you know, and, and it, which which kind of makes it interesting because now if, if this was a media stunt or whatever, it kind of backfired because when he comes out with Flappy Birds 2, Google Play is <laughs> going to be like, whoa, buddy, let me check your credentials. Oh, Flappy what? Nope, sorry, you're not on the list. Yeah, GTFO, bro. GTFO. So, yeah, there yeah, you go. Not this, no this more. This has been a real bad. This has been a, a bad fad. I I really have not gotten the whole appeal to this game, even the frustrating appeal. Like, I, I don't see it as a challenge. There's so many better, like Jetpack Joyride. Throttle yeah. copter, like I mentioned last one, the old school one. That was the first Unicorn one. Unicorn apocalypse, or well, yeah, there, there's a bunch of that kind of like tap, yeah. you know, type of game. The thing that made this one, it was that it was hard, but yeah. it wasn't too hard to where if you you could get through it a little bit, but it's still hard. And I I never played it. I was just watching. Uh, going back to talking about the all cast mirroring Kush. Uh, in in the first video there on that on that link we'll put in the show notes. Uh, it, he's showing Flappy Bird playing. It's like he he got a score of one also, <laughs> so don't feel too bad. He didn't beat my high score, so I'm good. Two. Yeah, yeah, you're still still the reigning king. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that that's that. Uh, if you want to read about, it, I I just wanted to mention that they won't be allowed. But you can read about it here on Android Police. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. At attack of the Androids dot com. Uh, the ten inch mega sized Android Bug Droid collectible for seventy dollars. <laughs> that looks cool. It's the price is a little steep for me, but it's it's tempting. I, I put that on my desk at work. But Nick, it is a collectible after all, and it is a mega. <laughs> Android collectible. Ten inches tall? It's big. That's pretty cool, actually. Now I kinda want one. I don't know for seventy bucks, but <laughs> uh if you guys want one or you want to get me one, that would be cool. It's uh there's an article <laughs> on Droid Life we'll link to in the show notes. Uh so yeah. Let's see what else. Opera Max cutting data usage up to half across multiple apps. Is this the thing where they take all of the images and compress it before it goes to your phone, or is this something different? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of cool. Like for me, they've I'm been doing so this much... for a really long time. Like this yeah, kind of others... idea. Yeah, others do it. Like Amazon Silk browser does it. I think Google may do it. I, I can't remember who all does it. But then certain ISPs did it back in the day. I don't know if they still do it, but certain ISPs had yeah. like a turbo option where they would super yeah. compress everything. Yeah, you just use them as a proxy. And, but right. this is, is kind of cool because it, it applies it to everything. You just turn on this mode and... Uh, everything. You know, now, when you say everything, clarify. Like, you're talking applications images, also. But in applications? Sure. Because if you look in your, like, we talk about app cache cleaner. 
uh, you notice every time you go to clear your cache, it's always, for me, it's Tweetcaster, it's Google+, and it's Facebook. And it's because all of those things have lots of little images in it, and over time, those things really add up. So if this is compressing that stuff, that might make actually a pretty good difference, depending yeah, on that does. Yeah, it says here, more videos. And, uh, yeah, compressing videos, images, and web pages. So it might actually just compress what you're downloading into an archive and then unarchive it once it gets gets on your phone. So that'd be a way of doing that. I wonder what that does for performance-wise. Yeah, that'd be a good question. Uh, the screenshots that are currently showcasing offers a look uh, at the AP and it's saving potential across apps like Dropbox, Vine, Drive, Chrome, and Instagram. Uh, essentially, any app that isn't an encrypted app can benefit from this uh, Opera Max. So nice. That's interesting. Yeah, it looks like they have three different versions where you can like watch ads, watch ads as soon as you run out of the savings, or pay a dollar uh, a month. So that, that's kind of cool. Well, that's, I mean, it, as an yeah. option, a lot of people, you know, it's kind of like a freemium app where you can choose the the no charge version and get some features, or pay pay a little bit or a subscription model to get to get everything so now are they compressing the ads also <laughs> <laughs> you would hope so right uh but that's kind of cool it shows you how much you saved you know the the screenshot here 15.5 megs during the beta cool. uh, but yeah uh not too bad we'll put a link to it in the show notes you can check it out and we should all try it for a week and next week when we gather back here we will compare our savings Opera Max. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we do some app picks? Um, well, I will just say this. I'm going to have a little video on my uh, my channel uh, in, in the next few days where I unbox basically a little a Windows notebook that I bought the other day. Kind of an impulse buy. What'd but, you get? Uh, say what? What did you get? Oh, a little Toshiba uh, a Satellite Pro. No, Satellite C55, I think. And uh, it's a decent, like, Core i3 uh, notebook, but uh, I had a lot of issues with Windows just taking forever to constantly update everything and then installing everything, and I'm kind of regretting regretting my purchase. But I'm I gonna... noticed uh, Toshiba, they come with, like, a lot of preloaded crap. You might just want to wipe that drive and start over. Yeah, I'm thinking about that, but I'm actually thinking about actually returning it. Is it uh, touchscreen Windows 8, or is it Windows 7, or what was it? Windows 8.1, but it's not a touchscreen, but Ooh. It, and it was a little bit of an impulse Ooh. buy. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, that's cool. Was it cheap, or why'd you buy it? Yeah, what what, it was, what it made you buy it? It was inexpensive, and I liked the feel of it, like the keyboard and everything, and I like the size, but uh, I don't know, I'm not... It, I'm not enjoying it like I thought I would. So I thought, hey, yeah. nice little new new notebook, and I'm not enjoying it. So that's the only thing I wanted to mention is I'm going to post an, unbox, uh, an unboxing on my channel, but I'm also going to post sort of a little bit of a mini re- review before I return it. Do a little an unbox, a review, and then a rebox. Yeah, pretty much. We call that the Jeff Jarvis. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what's your app pick tonight? Okay, well, this one I'd actually learned about from uh, David uh, Pena from Android Spin. He had it on his channel, and I was like, I've always been looking for a nice little newsreader, and this one's called Flowly or Flowly Pro for the uh, purchase uh, version of it. Uh, let me see if I can pronounce it correctly. Flowly. <laughs> and uh, Flow me? <laughs> something like that. Flappy? Oh, Fla- oh no, here but, we go again. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a... Uh, 
essentially like a newsreader, but it's an Android specific newsreader, and it lit, uh, you know, does it news. does it link to Feedly? Um, it doesn't do that right now, but uh, right now it links to a bunch of the more common and popular uh, Android-based websites, and you can sort of uh, read your news essentially from them from here. So, so it comes only... preloaded with stuff. You're not actually giving it feeds that it's then displaying in a nice, pretty way, or what? It's generating feeds from from the uh, articles that are generated from from these websites. And it doesn't seem to be related directly to these websites. It's its own app. It's not like, you know, TheVerge.com with The Verge app. Or they're not all like Android, Android articles then. There's other stuff. Right now, they're mostly Android articles. It used to be a program called Android Hub. And, oh, uh, they, yeah, they yeah. Okay. That, uh, for, I guess, patent or licensing reasons. Sure. And so they came up with the name Flowly or Flowly Pro. And uh, it's by a company called Line.dev. But uh, it's basically... It's kind of like a newsreader. In fact, I'll show it on the screen here real, real quick. I know the audio users won't really get a chance to see it. But basically, you can have little widgets, like there's a 1x4 and a 2x4 widget size. You can choose the different websites and a different widget, or you can do like all news. But it's got a bunch of different themes for it, like a dark theme, uh, a light theme, and then like several pro themes that you get with the pro version. Uh, each month, they're going to come out with a new uh, theme. But basically, it cycles through all the news uh, articles as they are published by these websites, and you get to read through them. And so far, in my using it, it's, it's pretty nice. You can look at, look at it in different ways. Like you can have it, like it, look at it as as a grid, you know, in terms of uh, how the news is presented, or you can view it in sort of like a like a summary mode, where uh, here's a line of this article, the next line is another article, and it, it's pretty cool. So it lists the number this... of websites like. This is really cool, actually. It looks like it was made for people that do Android shows. And actually, yes. we can submit our feed to them, and maybe they'll throw our show in there. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's got like Droid Life. Android, they have a list. And, like all, yeah, of the, all of the sites we use to build our, our show rundown. Like that's all yeah, right yeah. there. That's cool. Yeah, it even has a built-in YouTube player, which uh, you can use from within the app. And uh, you can uh, sync all the articles either like you can use like just – whatever connection you've got, or you can specify, I want the articles or the images to co to only be synchronized through Wi-Fi or any files you download through it, through Wi-Fi. So that's, that's cool. kind of neat. So it, the free version ha is ad-supported and doesn't have all the themes, but it, the pay-for version is only a buck thirty-five, and in my opinion, it was well worth it. As soon as I, I saw it, I saw the version between the free version and the ad-supported version, I just snapped out the pro version, and that's what I've been using. So it's called Flowly Pro. And it's an awesome little reader. I, I, I use the hell out of it, so I, I recommend it. I highly recommend it. If you're interested in Android news, um, it's a really good tool. You can actually use the program itself, or you can use the, uh, you know, just the widgets. I use a little bit of the both. Like, I'll turn my phone on, I'll look at the widgets real quick, and then if I want, I can actually open up the application. So uh, I like it. So. Nice. When you go, when you click the email developer to, like, have them add your thing, you know what that email address it goes to is? What support at cyanogenmod dash forum dot de? Wow, <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. That's cool. I'll email them and see if we can get our show list in there. But cool app pick. I'll have to check it out, and maybe it'll be a easier way for all of us to build our our show rundown and everything. So, all right, uh, my app pick. I got a, another dumb, uh, fun puzzle game for you. Uh, it's called Seven by Seven. 
and it's just pretty much here. I'll I can uh, I'll show you the uh, the screenshots here on. All right, so <laughs> Kai looks like Tetris, kind of confusing as hell when you first start, <laughs> even though it like tells you how you can do it. But basically, you just uh, slide the color blocks together. And each time, you can slide them pretty much anywhere unless you're blocked by a block. And you need to make four colors match up, and then they'll disappear. But each time you move, more blocks show up randomly on the screen. So if you're, like, trying to, to do something and it takes you a couple moves too long, you might get blocked. But uh, pretty fun. I played it briefly before the show, and it's kind of my new time waster. It's called 7 by 7 by Clip. Clip? I can't read. I'm too far Clip away. Clip Inc. Kip. Yeah, Inc. it's an appropriate name. It's a seven by it's a seven by seven square Kip. game. That's K I I P. So check oh, that out. Oh wow, I thought it said Clip. Yeah, no, I had to like scoot closer. Can I'm getting clip? Okay. old in my my years here. My eyes aren't what they used to be apparently. <laughs> so uh, yeah, check that out. And always uh, show notes. We have links to all the articles we talk about and the app picks. So check that out. Uh, yeah, Nick, it's a pleasure as always. Yeah. Maybe there'll be more of us next week, and if not, yeah. hey, it'll be me and you again. So uh, join us Wednesday for Yats, and of course every Tuesday for our Android show right here. Uh, tag the androids.com. We got a Google Plus community. Follow us on the Twitters and the Facebooks if you're on those social networks, but I mainly like to hang out on the Google Plus community because I like to give Eric a hard time about Android stuff. Get so excited sometimes. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Taggingtheandroids.com. Give us a rating and review in iTunes. Uh, we appreciate that. Leave a comment, and we'll catch you next week. Good night. Later. It's the Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.